0: Hey listeners, Uh, just before we get started, I need to bring up the fact that we did have some communication problems going on before we started the podcast. For some reason, audio kept dropping out uh, on our chat system and I couldn't hear Miles and uh, he could hear me just fine, but he, when he would talk, nothing was coming through. We think it was an issue with his internet on his end. We're hoping it doesn't happen again, but you know, we have no idea what the future's going to hold but it did cause some interesting problems with the fact that Miles would cut out on his end uh, talking to me, but he would still be recording. So it sounded like I was just interrupting him. So hopefully I've edited that out. Additionally, my mic was getting staticky at the beginning. That can happen when the mic gets jostled or anything like that. And since I had to move the mic uh, twice when I was trying to get the uh, recording set up properly and to get the computer to stop recording me from across the room. So I had to get up twice moving the mic around and that caused uh, the mic to get a little bit funky. Plus I was losing my voice for the podcast. So, uh, overall it was just kind of a a weird day to re-recording and, uh, we had a tough time, but the important thing is that we got it all done and we actually have an episode for you to hear. And hopefully I've edited this well enough so that when miles drops out and uh, I can't hear him, you don't notice. But what you're about to hear is me basically being pissed off at the fact that I actually set this thing up incorrectly to begin with, causing our initial problems. I can't believe I did that. Like, I turned, like, I I looked over at the computer. I was looking at it. I'm like, I'm turning up the game. Nothing's happening. I'm like, God damn it. I know I fucking did this. Like, fuck. Can't believe it. So, listeners, right now we're coming in and we had just had a 17 minute conversation and we don't have it recorded because. I did not start recording from my mic that I'm looking at right now that's in front of me. I am, I was recording from the computer, which is clear across the fucking room. (laughs) (laughs) Yay. Me had this been recorded partially, you know, in front of the computer if I'd been sitting or, you know, sitting at the computer doing this, which is what I normally do. If it's just the two of us on here, uh, I would have actually, I probably would have never caught it Yeah. for one. And even if I had, I probably would be able to use at least part of that. So, but unfortunately we can't. So now we have to re-record. So this will be the quicker version listeners. You're getting the quicker version of the intro of the intro conversation. So to start us off uh, really quick, we had an announcement for anyone who was doing with the coronavirus or worried about the coronavirus. Uh, everybody calm down a little bit. Stop hoarding, you know, stop hoarding gas,
1: toilet paper, water,
0: toilet paper, everything. And you know, take a second and think about what you're doing. It's not the apocalypse. We've dealt with shit like this before SARS, bird flu. I mean, it, this isn't something new to the entire world. I get that it's something you should be cautious of, and we agree you should be cautious of it, and you should be productive about it. Go to the stores, get what you need,
1: then wash your hands. But
0: don't hoard shit. <laughs>
2: Yeah. Don't touch your face. Don't hoard
0: shit. <laughs> yeah, that was the funniest announcement was seeing a lady stand there talk about like, okay, don't touch your face and wash your hands And then a she lot.
1: licks the like, page. Yeah, that was fucking great.
0: Couldn't believe she did it. Turns the page. Like, I swear to God, if I had been there, I'd be like, what? <laughs> I would have been sitting there just, did you not just, like, you just said, don't do that. And you just did it.
2: I am the stone that the builder refused. I am the visual, the inspiration that made ladies sing the blues. I'm the spark that makes your idea bright. The same spark that lights the dark, so that you can know your left from your right. I am the ballad in your box, the bullet in the gun, the inner glow that lets you know to call your brother son. The story that just begun, the promise of what's to come, and I'm gonna remain a soldier till the war is won. <laughs> chop, chop, chop.
0: Welcome to the Geek Out Heroes, this is Vargo. And Miles. This week, it's just two of us, uh, again. Uh, I swear to God, it's... It, you know what? The day that we get everybody on the podcast, again, I'm putting Family Matters as the intro. <laughs> if you at home who don't know Family Matters, go look that up on YouTube. Um, those of you who do, you can imagine how that intro would go with all of us. <laughs> um, if you know us, or even if you just have a... Uh, a cartoon imagination of what we look like. I'm closer to Hemet <laughs> <up>. um, <clears throat> So uh, to start us off, hear, we, we started out talking about uh, Pete uh, Hines from Bethesda. He had had an interview about a week ago talking about how when they had first started co- looking at Fallout 76, they had no idea that their fans were more wanting PvE, rather than pvp and that is really hard to believe at all uh i can recall multiple times where i've talked to dozens upon dozens of fallout fans who have just the only thing they've ever asked for multiplayer is co-op and i've seen tons of forums that just say hey it'd be really cool if we could have co-op hey listeners uh <clears throat> and uh here's the thing Pete Hines says that they really didn't know that that's what people wanted. And uh, that's bullshit. If that were true, then they would have never put in a penalization system that penalizes players for trying to play PvP with players who don't want to play PvP. Bethesda knew from the beginning that this would be a problem, that people wouldn't want to play the PvP, that a majority of your players wouldn't want to play PvP. Otherwise, that system wouldn't be in there. And Bethesda had created that system really quickly after hearing complaints about the possibility of, well, what if I get griefed? Or what if I don't want to play with other people who are wanting to play PvP? What if I just want to play PvE? And it wasn't necessarily Pete that it brought up the fact that Fallout 76 was going to have a system that would penalize griefers or penalize players who wanted to play only PvP and forced PvE players to play PvP. But it was addressed before the game was released, so... You can't sit there and feign ignorance that a majority of your gamers would actually just want to play the PvE and not the PvP. Yeah, I think this was – You guys knew from from
1: the start. I think this was kind of a uh, two birds with one stone kind of situation. They wanted to make some more Fallout money. And they're like, well, we've been working on this multiplayer aspect. And And we can kind of get into the foray of Battle Royale. So, yeah, and that I mean, that Absolutely. that mode showed up and not not long yeah. after we release. all predicted
0: that yeah. we all sat there and they, we were waiting for the Battle Royale, you know, announcement when they first announced it. And, uh, you know, we're willing to sit there and say listeners that they that, yes, they were trying something new and different. OK, yeah, there were and there were a lot of fans who weren't who weren't for that. But we we tried it out. We had a good time with we had a good time with what worked. Yeah. And we actually got, you know, we felt like at initially when we played it, we got our money's worth. Um, But we weren't willing to continue to drain money into the game.
1: No. Uh, uh,
0: or time after things weren't, you know, weren't working anymore.
1: And quick side note on that, since apparently Wastelanders isn't included. Uh, apparently that's a, a charged DLC. And I'm like, ah. Wait, serious? I think so. If I remember hearing correctly. I was like um, you're not getting more money out of me. I was like I'd be I'd actually be moderately tempted to go back in and check out Wastelanders.
0: I thought it was a I thought it was like an early like uh people who have Fallout first got Maybe. early access to it but Oh, I'm sure uh, Fallout first got players it, got probably. it for free.
1: Yeah. yeah. Uh, you mean they already got 100 bucks out of you. <laughs> yeah, I'd have to I would have
0: to I'd have to double check on that listeners to make sure that that that's the case. If it's paid uh for the, for an update that's Yeah, no. I won't pay twice for a game. <laughs> hey listeners, just to let you know, it's not, you don't have to pay for it. Uh, if you already own Fallout 76, it's a free update, but they do have a standard and deluxe version of the game coming out that I'm sure will bring the price back up for Fallout 76 to a full $60. So if you wanted to ever experience this, or do you, if you wanted it, go ahead and just go buy a used copy of Fallout 76, and I'm sure you're fine. <laughs> On top of that, listeners, later on, he had an interview with uh, Greg Miller, and he had brought up the fact that he kind of he kind of hates being called a liar on things. And he thinks that when when he gets called, he feels like, you know, it's it's like when you take your kid, you said to you tell your kids are going to take them to Chuck E. Cheese. And because of certain, you know, extenuating circumstances, you have to change the plans and go to some go somewhere else and the kids get upset. So he thinks of us as children. Uh, which I find is interesting because, uh, I don't have a child mentality, Pete. So, uh, when I call you a liar, because you did lie, uh, you should be a man and be willing to own up to it. You said that you were only going to do cosmetics at the same time. You knew your company were creating monetization practices that you knew were predatory. You absolutely knew they were the repair kits. That everyone started like when, when fans started playing the game, that was one of the first requests for was repair kits. One of the first things that people asked for was that they also asked for more storage space, refrigerators and stuff like that. And these are all things that you guys said, okay, yeah, sweet. We'll just make you pay more for them. Wait, what? You just told us that the game was cosmetic. Yeah, but it's it's not anymore because of extenuating circumstances. By extenuating circumstances, do you mean you heard people want, had a demand and you decided to fill that demand with monetization practices? You 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 learned you could make money off of people for it. I would rather you be honest about that and say, yeah, we we decided to do this because we found out that people wanted this, and you know, supply and demand says that you know we can charge you guys for it we wouldn't be happy about it, but at the same time, at least it would be more honest than saying, oh, no, no, no. We had all intentions of only doing cosmetics. No, you didn't. You absolutely didn't. I'd be willing to bet that you guys thought about Fallout, the the Fallout First program a year ago in order to continue to fund the game.
1: I'm sure it was probably before
0: even release. Because one of the things that people asked for at the beginning was, can we have private servers? Right. People have been asking for that since day one. So... You're telling me that you guys didn't think about hey, we could charge more for private servers too. That's not something new. That's something that that PC players have experienced with a lot of games. Pete, honestly, I don't think that's something that I would sit there and and get mad at you for. I wouldn't be ter- terribly, you know, happy about it given the state of the game. If the game, here's the thing, if the game were in a better state and actually worked and functioned and didn't have as many problems as it does and every time you guys introduced a patch, it didn't break the game more, if it was actually a functioning and and working game, I actually would go so far as to say majority of the community would actually be a little more open to your monetization practices than they are today. But since your game doesn't work and your game constantly has problems, constantly needs patches, and the patches constantly break more things, and on top of that you have hackers who exploit the shit out of your game, ruining the rest of the community. Yeah. Because of that... The rest of us can't sit there and say, oh, y'all's forgiven. That's the shit that that you can't get. That's what you can't grasp. So yeah, when people call you a liar, I get it. You're upset. I don't like being called a liar, but here's the thing. If I lie, at least I man up and and admit to it. And that's kind of where you're at. You rather toe the company line like we think you've been doing and we get it. You have a job. Yeah. What what are you going to do? Tell them no. I mean, God, yeah, it'd be great to be the rebel, but Jesus Christ, man, that's a lot. That's that's a good job, and that's a lot of money.
1: Yeah, we get sure. it. And <laughs> him and Todd Howard, I I think both of them are very happy with where they are and don't want to jeopardize that. And yeah, I wouldn't either. You know the the cost of that is uh, tarnishing their reputation in our eyes. Um, I still like both of those guys, and you know I think they communicate very clearly when they actually do communicate uh yeah because even that that interview uh with uh greg miller was actually a pretty good interview like i i totally understood a lot of pete hines uh point of view on on a lot of things you know the whole lying thing though uh, like sorry man there's blatant evidence that you did you know you may not have intended the the negative consequences of it, but it's not doesn't change what happened. But I mean, ultimately we want Bethesda to get their shit together, figure it out, stop being as greedy, you know, and then move away from the fucking creation engine.
0: (laughs) Yeah. God damn, man. Like that has been the biggest hindrance is the fact that in the fact that you won't own up to that, like no one in your company will actually own up to the fact that your engine is the problem. Everyone knows it. Yeah. Everyone in the industry knows it, but you won't admit to it. And that's the, that's the thing that's absolutely insane to us is the fact that you just sit there and like, no, 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 no. It's, it's, it's not our engine. Our engine's fine. We don't need a new engine. You, you desperately need to start using a different engine. The creation engine was not meant for what it's doing today. It was not meant for what it was doing in fallout four. <laughs> so wh- why haven't you guys wised up and gone, Hey, you know what? That Unreal Engine is pretty damn good, and listeners, if you didn't listen to our last week's podcast, sorry for the late drop on that, by the way. Uh, but if you haven't listened to our last week's podcast, we talk about the Unreal Engine and how it's used for creating real-time CGI in The Mandalorian. That that's how impressive that freaking engine is. Yeah,
1: and is that it? Bethesda can afford it.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's it's not like they can't. Yeah, they you know their their parent is ZeniMax, and ZeniMax is a very very, very wealthy company. So when I was watching the interview, I was like, you know what? I, like, I, can, I, can, I can agree with him on some things, but when he got to the part of, I don't like being, you know, I don't like, like it when people imply that I lie. Well, you did. Be a man and own up to it. Grow up. The rest of us do. We correct ourselves on our own podcast. Listeners, if I gave you misinformation and I was called out on it, do you honestly think I would ignore it entirely the next week? Right. No, I'd I'd call myself out on it. I'd point out the fact that no, I was wrong. This is this is this is correct. I'm willing to admit when I am incorrect, or when you know if if I give misinformation. And in this case, he gave misinformation. He should own up to it and just say, "Yeah, you know what? Everybody hates it." Uh, the reason why everybody hates it though is not because of just your monetization practices. That's that's added onto it. The things that we hate are the fact that you created an unfinished product and you insist on still pushing it yeah this is the reason why so many of us left anthem guy yeah Do you don't understand that
1: i i mean i guess that's one thing i can credit bethesda with is that they haven't abandoned it completely and unlike well, uh anthem
0: oh Anthem. So yeah anthem so that's the thing like anthem they continue to insist that they haven't abandoned it
1: <laughs> but the past year's worth if of you work kind of goes to the contrary <laughs> yeah I, I mean if
0: you want if you want we can segue into our next ex or our next section it looks like they've abandoned it and at least bethesda you're like yeah you're still they're they're still making fixes they're still making patches and stuff like that cool. granted every time we hear about a new patch for fallout 76 oh, yeah. we all groan and go oh god what else is it gonna break
1: <laughs> yeah did it bring uh, back the uh sound glitch where everything's fucking terrifying <laughs> yeah
0: <laughs> um so when 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 you say that, yeah, you know, Bethesda hasn't given up or hasn't given up on it. And they're still they're still trying to push it. OK, I guess I guess that's a that's a plus. Yeah, you could say. And uh, you look at Anthem, you know, moving on to to other things, listeners, Anthem finally just recently took down their their decorations for for Christmas not too long ago. And on top of that, they recently had their one year anniversary. And what did they do to celebrate?
1: Yeah. There's nothing. It, wasn't, isn't it like they put some skins <laughs> or something in there? Was it they
0: literally did nothing. They did nothing. There was nothing that celebrated their one year. It was uh oh no, you're right. It, it was skins. You're correct. I'm I'm wrong. See listeners, it happens. Like
1: skins or vinyls or something like that. Yeah, you're
0: you're you're right. I'm wrong. Uh it was it was absolutely it was skins or vinyls for your your uh your friend or your uh javelin. Sorry, I was trying to think of the name, and I want to say frame because we've been playing Warframe for so long.
1: I think even uh, when we were playing the, the game, I called them frames.
0: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> this is kind of true. Yeah. Um, so yeah, they 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 gave vinyls, and people were just like, "Great, thanks for the cosmetics." You know, don't don't get me wrong, listeners. I mean, cosmetics. At least it's something, I guess. You know, but but it's, it's your
1: anniversary. Like you couldn't even put together an event, yeah, of some sort.
0: Uh, an event or, or a, some kind of decorative, like celebration for it. Um, listeners, I'll give you an example in Warframe. We just had their, they just had their seventh anniversary and to celebrate their seventh anniversary for signing in, uh, this weekend, you got, uh, cosmetics. And on top of that, you also had th- or two gift of the lo what they call gift of the Lotus missions. You get a, Uh, a weapon sidearm, which normally you would either have to pay for or build. Uh, And you also get a Sayadana, which is uh, like a Cape. uh, in case you don't play it, but it's, it's an event, at least in their game, they, they, they placed these things in their game and Warframe constantly has near, has events going on like that. And they have regular updates to their game. They've, they, if you look at Warframe seven years ago, it is not the same game as today. No, they're, drastically different. Um, And that's one of those things of like, you look at a company that sat there and said, we can continue to improve and make our game better. And they did it. That's what they had. That's, that's where they had, they had it in mind to do that from the beginning of continue to build and improve their game. And you look at Anthem a year later and it's not better. It's not any better. They haven't fixed their stat sheets. They haven't fixed a a year later and they still haven't given you guys stat sheets. They haven't explained how any of the power leveling system works. Which, by the way, listeners, if you're uh, currently play, if you currently play Anthem, I doubt it. But if you do, and you want to know how how the power level works, your power level work or your power level is directly coincides with the amount of damage you can output with your abilities, not your weapons. Weapons still do the same amount of damage, pretty much up and down the board, regardless of their of their rarity legendary status, whatever the, that number, that big number next to it only affects your power. It doesn't affect anything to do with the weapon, which is why they don't have, which is why we sat there and go, why don't they have stat sheets? Yeah. So by the way, listeners, if uh if, my, if I, my, if my voice gets too low, sorry, uh, I'm slowly losing my voice today. I don't know why. Laryngitis probably, who knows? <laughs> Coronavirus. Ticari bug. I'll deal with it. <laughs> The lack of toilet paper bug.
1: Um, ah, <laughs> uh, you didn't wipe twice. So I didn't wipe twice. Damn. <laughs> um.
0: So with you know with that happening like over the pat like over the past year, it was really like a lot of people were just like really disappointed that you know Anthem didn't do anything after a year, and. Will they still come back with Anthem 2.0? I think that they're planning on it. I think they're gonna. I think they're gonna launch the the Anthem 2.0 uh, or Anthem Next, whatever, which is what a lot of people are calling it, which is kind of after the No off of No Man's Sky. Yeah. I think they're gonna launch that and see how that goes. See if people receive it and if anybody if anybody downloads it again. Downloads again. I'm really suspicious to download it again. Like I won't even I won't even download Fallout 76 to do Wastelanders because. Uh, of how many problems every time i hear about a new patch i hear about all the problems that the patch has
1: yeah that's a big thing I just for go, me. it's it's just not worth it like why do i want to play <laughs> something that i have to fumble my way through and not because of skill but because of programming
0: yeah <laughs> yeah whereas like that's 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 complete opposites warframe i fumble around because I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. <laughs> well, and they have terrible, terrible problem. tutorials. Yeah. <laughs> yes, and that's that's actually what I wanted to point out: is they, have, they have terrible tutorials. They really need to fucking work on that. Whereas in in Fallout, <laughs> I can't get things done because it's glitchy as hell, and I can't you know I can't do what I need to do. So,
1: yeah. What, what's you know, what's Warframe? We'll, is that a Digital Extreme? Right. The the uh, yeah. yeah they're like the uh, the neglectful parent. yeah Yeah. Yeah.
0: listeners you want to talk about you want to talk about like lack of tutorials or anything like that (laughs) like think of the think of last time you actually had a helpful tutorial okay picture that now imagine that doesn't exist at all (laughs) (laughs) doesn't exist anywhere in warframe Uh, imagine they very much have the uh, the we don't handhold anyone mentality on anything and explain really how anything works. And that's one of the downsides to it is really getting into it is uh, because of that, like a lot of people have a hard time sticking with it. And uh, whereas, you know, like uh, other games, it's just like, yeah, too much handholding is, is, is a problem. Yeah.
1: Yeah. It's, it's like a, it's like so, a baby bird getting hatched out of an egg and immediately thrown out of the nest, hoping it'll fly. <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> That's what it feels like yeah the
1: plus side at least um, with warframe is it's got a great community and the wikipedia is pretty well fleshed community. out so you can pretty much find your way through the game pretty easily yeah as long so as you're this, willing to put in the research
0: <laughs> this brings me to my other topic is destiny um destiny has started to kind of take the same kind of mentality that a lot of warframe has of They have like destiny has a pretty good community. I will say that Uh, there is a lot of people out there who are willing to put out tutorials and a lot of good information on YouTube. And that is extremely important uh, for your community to grow and understand how the game is played. Um, Can't say too much about their forum community. Their forum community is kind of shit uh, in destiny. And from my experience uh, just on the fact of like people's helpful, helpful hints are get good uh, usually. And uh don't get me wrong, in Warframe you have that every now and then, but for the majority of uh, of them, the people will actually take the time to explain this is how things work. Here you go. This is how you do this. <clears throat> um But Destiny in a lot of ways is taking like the no-hand holding thing. So like they'll they'll introduce things like a like a weapon quest without telling anybody how to access it. <laughs> They'll just throw it in there and there's no like information being told to you of like, go here, go here, you know, or, or initiating a, a random quest. You know how, like, remember when we used to get, uh, exotic quests Yeah, and you'd get them from a specific person and they would tell you go here and that would unlock the next steps. And you, you just follow the steps, right? Yeah. My dad recently did one and I cannot think of the name of the quest, but I had to go online and actually find the steps of actually just finding the quest. There, there are steps, there's a step to just find it. And, uh, it's not going to someone or anything like that. It is, uh, you go like through the, through the tunnels in the, uh, the shadow keep, you find a light and then you look off to the right. There's a hidden, uh, like not really a hidden, but a, a chamber that's off, uh, kind of tucked away to the right. You go into the chamber, you you interact with the four statues uh there and then it populates a chest that shows up. You open up the chest and the chest has the quest in it. And I sat there going, so wait, how the fuck like I literally I literally looked looked around and looked at my dad I was like, how the fuck was anyone supposed to anyone supposed to know this? Yeah. Like how this how this exists. I was like, did you get any information on this? Like telling you go here, go here. And he goes, no. I was like, is there any quest that leads you to this? He goes, no. And I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> I was like, how do, how do people learn about this? And granted, I will say that Destiny or uh, Bungie did put out a notification themselves on how to do it. But you have to be really heavily involved in uh, their online community in order to catch that stuff. So if you don't see that and you're just a regular you know, casual player that just jumps in the game every now and then, you're going to miss a lot of that shit. Even if you bought the season pass because you wanted to participate in that with clan mates or anything like that. God damn. I couldn't imagine being in that kind of, you know, that kind of situation where you just don't know. You like don't know anything that, that happens. You see somebody with an awesome weapon. You're like, where the fuck did you get that? They're like, Oh, it was the quest. that was two weeks ago. That's no longer available. What? <laughs> <laughs> what, what quest? You didn't get the quest? No. How did I, how was I supposed to know about this? <laughs> so like, I think, I think that's one thing that I, you know, D E and, destiny you guys kind of need to work on your communication with your with your gamers i get not having handholding but there's a point where a little bit of handholding, like a little bit of guidance is necessary and you guys kind of need to look into that a little bit more uh especially like de i i want to know like the first time anybody took on an eidolon terrorist how the fuck did you learn how to do like what to do yeah What how did you figure that out? I would love to I would love to know that. Was there a video that you saw the of of the developers doing it? Or did you guys just have to do what a lot of gamers end up doing, which is just trial and error, which is what ends up happening for like like in the Destiny, like that's the one thing like that was the one thing that was always funny about the Destiny uh, raids to me was the fact of like, how the fuck did you guys figure this out? Yeah. Like when people do the raids, like how did you guys figure this out? Like, are you so fucking intuitive that you should be working for the minority report or like agency, like the, the pre cogs, like what the hell? Like, how do you see some of this stuff? Cause I can see patterns listeners pretty well and I'm a decent gamer. I would, I would say I'm the average gamer. I mean, like, like I, I would, I would say like everybody in the group overall is an average gamer we're not the top tier, but we see some of these guys in the top tier that just figure this stuff out. Like in, in seconds, we're like, how the fuck did you see that? Like how? And then you look at casuals who want to play it and casuals are just like, I can't even keep up with the normal people. What the fuck? How was I supposed to know about this? So that's where, that's where, that's where I look at like the, you know, the Eidolon Hydralist and Terrorist and I'm like, what the fuck? How did somebody figure this shit out? How did you guys learn that by, Taking a lore over to this fucking thing, you could capture it. I mean, the the clue, like, yeah, they they have a guy that pops up and gives you sort of clues on like on that stuff. Of like, oh yeah, you found a lore, and he just, he kind of says like, now you can fill it up with uh, with sentience. Or uh, and you're like, all right, well, cool. What the fuck does that do?
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> what does this do for me? How how am I supposed to use this, guys? What what the fuck? Um, I just, I, I would love to know, like, was, was there handholding originally that we did not see? Was there a mission that showed, that showed you how to handle these fucking things or it, it, it's no longer available to us? Or was it just one of those things that like people just jumped in and just started trying stuff? Just makes me laugh that, that destiny has started, has kind of taken that same kind of, uh, thought process with a lot, with a lot of their stuff as well, uh, as of late.
1: Yeah, I don't mind the occasional and, uh, mystery I, and puzzle that, you know, you kind of have to stumble around and figure out. But when it's kind yeah. of a pertinent game mechanic, <laughs> it's like, uh, I'd like some sort of nudge in the right direction, at least.
0: <laughs> and Listeners, don't get me wrong. Like it, the, the room that 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 quest is in, I'm sure a lot of people found it um if you're if you're like anything like uh miles and i when we play a game we're we're big on exploring i'm sure a lot of people found that and went oh i can interact with this with, with this statue oh i can interact with this statue i can interact with all the statues uh i'm sure somebody that's how that's how it probably got started
1: yeah it reminds me of that when uh, you're- that that level you and i found the the secret door and uh warframe on they're like oh you yeah. gotta hit these three <laughs> switches in the right order fast enough. And then we unlock it and it gives us like a fucking wallpaper. I'm like, really? <laughs> that was
0: it. <laughs> yeah. I, I would have, I would have rather that had, had given us a quest. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly. Um, but with the, you know, with, with, with the destiny thing, like I, I sat there, I was like, how, like I literally looked at my dad and like, how the fuck were you guys supposed to know this was here? If this was how you get the quest, how did my dad, who is a casual gamer? How is he supposed to know that he doesn't explore like I do? Like I will go try and go off the goddamn map if I can. Yeah. So if you're not if you're not that kind of gamer, which they don't get me wrong, listeners, there are even hardcore gamers in Destiny that aren't that kind of gamer. They're not willing to explore. They just want to go and shoot stuff. Yeah, all the time.
1: It, so even Sea of Thieves is pretty bad about the the same kind of thing. Oh, like God. the uh, the yeah. tall tales where you have to, you know, go and solve certain puzzles that you didn't even know fucking existed <laughs> mm-hmm. It's like uh, who who stumbled their way through this and like figured it out.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: Um, Yeah, it's there's there's something to be said
0: for narration, guys. Yeah, like that's that's something that needs to be really considered a little bit more is Narrative, like narrative really does drive a lot of things. And if you don't have that in your game, that's, that's what causes frustration really for a lot of people. I guess the difference is, is that in, in reality with Warframe, we don't actually have to have, don't have to take down the, uh, the idol on Hydra lists or anything like that. If we don't want to, uh, the only reason to do it is to, to build a specific weapon that's used for a side quest, yeah. um, in the game, which just kind of reveals more lore which I want to do. (laughs) It's it's (laughs) a
1: mechanic of the game that you can potentially improve. And so, you know, just like everything else in there, it's a little grindy. So, yeah.
0: Yeah. Uh, meanwhile, another news E3 is having problems, uh, even more their creative director, I believe, uh, left recently. Um, this has brought a lot of like with, with that, with, with this person leaving, uh, with, uh, Sony bowing out and, uh, a lot of other companies have already left. Uh, it really does bring a lot of, uh, credence to the thought or to the, to the question of is E3 dying? Like, is it going to be going away soon? Personally, I think that this might actually end up being the last year for E3. I think their attendance, you know, their attendance would be down regardless of the coronavirus or not. Uh, but with, on top of that, with the coronavirus, you know, and all, and all that stuff. I mean, there might be a delay to that. They've already had to delay. We just had that recent delay of uh GDC, which it, we have no idea when that's going to be delayed. That might be delayed up until next year because they have to pay for the venues and everything like that. And, uh, because of that huge loss in, in money, because GDC was supposed to take place, you know, relatively soon, uh, with that huge loss in, in, finances, uh, a lot of the gaming community, uh, when I say gaming community, the developers and and publishers kind of got together and tried to help out uh, with cost wise of what was taking place because that was a big, that was a big blow. So I don't know, we might, we might not end up having any more E3s (laughs) because of just because of things that are going on right now uh, within the, or within the industry and how people see, perceive e three. I mean, they just had Jeff Keighley leave, uh, as well. Yeah. So, uh, you know, it's it's not looking good for Which him. Was
1: their um, primary producer.
0: <laughs> yeah, and host. He was putting together a lot of stuff on YouTube, specifically just showing off games, you know, interviews, stuff like that with developers, and really, really, he did continue to uh, bring a huge uh, chunk of attention to E3 overall. Uh, even to non gamers, not having him his participation in there that's a that's a massive blow. And then they they just had their creative director leave, so it's just like wow, goddamn man, well you guys are just espe- getting punched in the gut over and over especially
1: again. Especially when one of them says that uh you know they don't feel comfortable uh, essentially presenting there anymore with with yeah. how things are going. Uh, that says a lot. Like that that speaks um, to some major internal internal issues going on yeah
0: that says that uh your market like one, you're marketing uh you, how you're marketing yourself internally or you're showing off that you're going to be marketing yourself is probably way off base and uh this you know this could listeners this could have a lot of things to do with it it could have it could be the way that um that they you know they could be just trying to over popularize with pop culture and stuff like that bringing celebrities and things like that into the mix uh with it it could be things from that to taking taking too much attention away from games and putting it putting more uh, emphasis on things that people don't you know that that gamers won't really care about sports oh uh, yeah <laughs> stuff like that uh too you know it could be also you know even things like too many booth babes <laughs> in e3 and you know if you've ever been to e3 that you'd come across that stuff here and there but it wasn't prevalent and if you're trying to oversexualize E3, uh, ah, it doesn't to me here's the thing uh, like I've been to e3 listeners it was a good time I was grateful the for the fact that I knew someone uh who who was related to someone high enough in the chain to, to let us go in and be a part of it. This was back when I was in college and uh it was a, it was a blast but the, the thing about E3 was that it was all about the technology. It was all about gaming. It was all about the industry. It was not about other things. You'd, you'd have booth babes and stuff like that, but it wasn't a big deal. Like there was a few here and there. And when I say a few, I mean like a handful. That was it um, in places. And mostly it was the Japanese companies. Go figure. <laughs> Shocker. <laughs> the Japanese companies here are, are obsessed with, you know, anime chicks with huge tits. Shocker. But if I went to E3 today and it was suddenly just nothing but booth babes at every place and over-sexualized, I'd feel like I was at a porn convention and I'd be very uncomfortable. I'd be like, ah, this is weird. (laughs) This is kind of strange. I mean, it's weird enough like when you're there and you, you, you go to a booth and there's these extremely beautiful women who are essentially just trying to do their job. And you have a bunch of nerds ogling them and trying to talk to them. It's very fucking weird. It's very uncomfortable. Uh, we've experienced that, Miles. You and I have experienced that at uh, Comic Con.
1: Oh yeah, and that that stereotype definitely still exists very much for a reason. You know? Absolutely.
0: <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So I'm kind of curious as to what E3 is planning on doing, and it, you know, seeing it for myself, whether or not it's going to be one of those things of like, oh, I get it. Yeah, I know why I know why people left. But right now the thing that, you know, I'm that I'm seeing that the reason why people are leaving is because it it to me it feels like they're taking a lot less emphasis from games.
1: You got that. You have companies that are pulling out most notably Sony. And yeah, you know, their reasons, I think their reasons are pretty much pretty much purely financial. You know, it's just cheaper for them to do their own yep. thing and they're still gonna get the same amount of press regardless. Absolutely. Um,
0: Especially if they could, uh, you know, just like uh, the that's the reason originally why EA left. Yeah. You know, listeners you so, might not know this, but EA's show is not actually ever at E three anymore. They they operate their own venue for it. And Nintendo. And it's, it's just and Nintendo does their own as well. And the reason why they do that is because they can they can rent out space for a lot less money than it costs to rent out space at E three. Because it has the name E three attached to it, they immediately have this markup. On what they cost, and if they if they go and rent out their own space a year ahead of time or whatever or six months ahead of time uh, somewhere else that's that's even just nearby, they get the same amount of press coverage and the same amount of people show up. So it it and it just costs them less money. Yeah.
1: So it, it becomes one of those things like who wants to go to a game conference where there's not going to be any of the typical developers? Yeah. <laughs> you know, at that point, it really just becomes another Comic Con that just happens to be more game oriented
0: yeah before i go into uh my my next uh car or my next subject um one of the things that's also hurting e3 is they also have had leaks they they god man they uh they leaked out a bunch of personal information for journalists oh, yeah. the which was com- yeah, yeah. They, they, which was completely unprofessional And on top of that, they just, you know, and then they, then they try to reassure, oh yeah, we're taking security really seriously this time. And then their, their website leaks. Yeah. Gosh. Yeah. You guys, you guys aren't really instilling a lot of confidence into the, the journalist community. So they don't, you know, they don't really want to attend. And there are a lot of journalists, including I think uh, rooster teeth. Yeah. They don't even really cover E3 the way that other people cover it. They go there to enjoy it and they, they give their opinions. Yeah and they had a lot of fun they do a lot of uh, a lot of fun videos but they were even docs. it's like with all these things snowballing it just makes me go man i don't think e3 is going to be around much longer i don't i don't think they're going to be on, around much longer than this year i think this might be it i um, think
1: uh it'll probably morph i don't think it'll necessarily go away i think it'll probably turn into something really different um you know like i said possibly. alluding to it kind of becoming a comic con that's Game centered, I think they'll just probably roll it into more esports and you know, uh, yeah, that's a good point. kind of a comic con feel and yeah. But the thing is, is if they do that, yeah, uh, it's gonna they're gonna probably have to dramatically take a hit on price of you know their tickets. They're not gonna make the same money they were when they were full on E3.
0: No, and I don't I don't even think they can make that money uh, this year with it. I think they're no. probably gonna have to lower their prices uh, to get people to try to attend. Uh, that's if they, that's if they don't get delayed or, uh, or canceled. Yeah. Uh, but speaking of delays, there's a rumor right now that the PlayStation five is going to be delayed because of manufacturing problems, partly because of not being able to get the solid state memory that they need for, for their drives. And the current rumor is that due to recent changes to the hardware listeners, I do want to point out, this is all rumor. I'm not, I'm not saying that this is fact. So brain assault here. (laughs)
1: Uh, We're we're, we're a hearty rumor source, not really a news source. (laughs) This is true.
0: Yeah. Uh, We talk about news, but we do distinguish when something is going to be, you know, somebody is, somebody is fat, something is fact and something is uh, completely rumor. So this is absolutely rumor. But right now, one of the rumored leaks is that the PlayStation 5 is going to have is going to actually be more powerful than the Xbox Series X um which before they were saying it was going to be middle ground and after the latest rumor of a delay possibly happening in and a latest the latest rumor of a hardware change now they're saying that it is going to be more powerful the latest rumor is that the Xbox Series X is going to be 12 teraflops uh and that's just compute power which I, I I won't get into the irrelevance of uh compute power yeah, As we go forward with 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 new cards, <laughs> because yeah, we we've covered it before, uh, but uh, the the PlayStation Five is totally to be four or to be thirteen. That said, that means that they're both kind of on. In my opinion, that means that they're both going to be on kind of par with each other. Which means Sony is ha, either took a look at what the Xbox Series X was doing and said we need to compete and we need to change our hardware from what they were, what was rumored to be in their systems, or it's just becoming harder to make the equipment that's being or that's being used for it now because of the fact that it's using uh I think that it's it's rumored to be using 60 compute units uh which is the most uh I believe the most that they've used in a uh, AMD GPU so far and is right up there with the rumors of what AMD will be launching as their next GPU as well Uh, to compete with NVIDIA. If that's true, uh, listeners, personally, I'm in the, I'm in the, the mentality of if they are having to have a delay in order to make this system and make it better, I'm okay with it. Yeah. Honestly, I, I, if they, if they can't make it to launch this holiday and they're doing it to make sure that they make a better system than what they had or what they were planning, totally fine with it. I I see it the same way I see it as, uh, as a developer saying, I need to stop. I, we need to slow down, and we need to delay because we need to fix this, and we need to we need to make this game better.
1: Yeah, the only thing I don't want to see in in the long run of this is if it turns into a fucking console arms race, like just constantly <laughs> up, upping one another until we just never get a new fucking system. <laughs> <laughs>
0: We're just stuck with the same generation for the next 10 years because they constantly keep doing that. They can't make up their minds. Both companies go out of business because they're like, all right, well, I guess we'll just stick with what we got. I think if that were the case, we'd all just go over to PC.
1: (laughs) Uh, It's, it's, I've been saying it for a while now. It's super interesting to watch all this unfold. (laughs) Yeah. And uh, it'll make for probably a really great documentary and, you know, A dozen years.
0: (laughs) Yeah, probably. I think you're right. Yeah, it's been, it's, this has definitely been the one, one of the most interesting, uh, just 10 years or even, even 20 years in gaming that we've seen between, especially between Sony and Microsoft, uh, just on the, the back and forths that they keep having from one generation to the next. And then even going into this one, the amount of things that have just been like, yep, so uh, PlayStation 5 is going to be able to do this. And then Microsoft, we see, you know, three months later, yeah, we're going to have solid-state drive, too. And it's going to load in seconds as well. What else you got? Hey, here's our console. This is what it's going to look like. What else you got? And Sony's like, ah, we don't have
1: anything to show off yet. Here's our load. It's it's like the good, bad, and (laughs) ugly showdown at the end. You just... Just whistling and panning from eye to eye. Like who's who's gonna draw first?
0: (laughs) Which one's the ugly one? Well, we won't know until Sony shows us a fucking (laughs) Come on. I was gonna say I was gonna say we won't know until Sony shows us or or shows us the PS5, but that's a good one, yeah. Nintendo. All right.
1: I'm just here for a good time. (laughs) Yeah, we won't know the good and the bad until you know the showdown's done
0: <laughs> pretty much uh the nice thing that i have seen from this generation going into it is that there was the, the camera att- or the camera in uh installation or attachment or uh already being part of the console so far especially with the xbox series x is unfounded thankfully yeah, so far <laughs> so far uh and they have not said anything about them planning VR. Now, PlayStation, on the other hand, does plan on having VR. So I would expect, sadly, I would expect a separate SKU for a VR compatible version the, that might come with already a VR, you know, the VR system on there, like on there, or just the camera attachment in there. So I would hope that Sony is smart enough to sit there and go, you know what, we can, you know, since we, we are making it compatible with the old system, it'll just use the same plugins. So we're not going to worry about that. We're not going to put a camera into the system. That sounds stupid to begin with. And all we need is just have people use the headset or the, the, the VR headset that we already have out and the one that we'll be coming out with. Now, the other thing that, uh, some people have some people are worried about, I should say, it's not, uh It's not really a rumor, listeners. It's just something that people are concerned about, is that the PlayStation will launch with the higher SKU, the the better system, being only available with the with the VR headset. and I, that's not going to happen. <laughs> uh, the reason that's not going to happen is because they wouldn't make the system compatible with the old the old headset, the the old uh, uh, VR headset. if they were just going to force you to buy another one, they're not, they're not going to pull a connect on you. It's not right. going to happen. It would suck if they did, but yeah, it, it's not going to happen. I I just wanted to put that out there. However, I am curious now with the, the it, with the latest rumor if the PlayStation Five is going to be as powerful as it is, or as they're saying it is. If Sony's going to reconsider and or if Sony's reconsidering and saying we're going to make a we're going to make the lower mid range uh, version as well, uh, like Xbox. We already know Xbox is going to be doing that. Like, I, I shouldn't say we already know. That's still a rumor, but it's very much implied that Xbox, when you call Xbox the Xbox Series X, that you're going to have a different other, a, a different version. Now, what's really funny is a lot of people are sitting there going, oh, there's going to be a more powerful version of the Series X. I'm like, no, there's not. The Series X is supposed to be the pinnacle. That's it. That is supposed right. to be the highest version that they want to sell. That's why they're putting it in the forefront and they're not talking about the other system. If they were if if they were to suddenly go, and hey, we're also going to have this the series XX, triple X, Deuce Pro,
1: Pro, you know, Take that. People would be monitor. like, "What?" Yeah, it's just
0: like yeah. People were just like, "What? Xbox what the fuck?"
1: <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah. People people would just be like, "What the fuck?" Like seriously, why why were you showing me this off, or showing this off to me when I when this is what you should have been selling me? no they're not going to do that it's 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 going to be the series x is the higher one and and they'll have a they'll have a lower really a lower range one if they do the two skews which i kind of feel like they will i think the lower range one is probably going to be the, i would say the lower range one is probably going to be a, a like a little bit more powerful than the uh, the x1 or the uh, the 1x uh, yeah. currently is but it's going to be uh closer to uh what we currently see from AMD which is their their higher range card the uh, uh 570 or 580 um which is which is more powerful than the uh the Xbox One X uh but it's probably going to be around that range it's not going to be going into their next generation equipment does that make sense yeah and i would say it's it's more than likely that's going to be the that's going to be the all digital version that they'll do they w- won't have a disc it's going to be one of those things of this is the system that they want to push uh, xCloud with, that this will be the system that as you go forward, it will always be compatible with newer games coming out when they go to xCloud. So both of them will be able to do that, but I, I I think that the digital one is going to be the one that they concentrate on at e3 when they have their big announcement when you know hopefully when they announce a price of their pricing that they'll say this system is going to be primarily digital you'll be able to download some of your you'll be able to download these kind of games or these games uh but you'll also be able to play everything off of xcloud like i think that's going to be one of their things and that's going to be the you know their nail in the coffin for stadia
1: (laughs) if they don't nail their own coffin first this is true. <laughs> yeah,
0: Stadia doesn't need any help, but I think Microsoft's just going to be like,
1: yeah, we're just going to put this one to bed.
0: <laughs> and we'll see what micro, or what Sony does in response. I'm hoping that Sony is looking at Microsoft and seeing the good things that Microsoft's putting in place, one of them being the the fact that, you know, Microsoft wants you to be able to have free upgrades from one system to the next if you get better equipment. That's That's something that PC gamers have had for a long time so microsoft looked at their consoles and said we've already got a system where we're taking the lower hand the, the lower end console going to the higher end console and you automatically get this boost you get a you know whether it's a performance boost or a graphics boost you're getting this this boost from one system to the next we want to make this available continued to make it available to our next system and listeners this is something that miles and i and uh you know the rest of the group we all talked about roughly what about a year ago when we had first contemplated how their games were going, you know, how games were going to transition over. Yeah. And we had talked about the fact that it'd be great if they continued to allow gamers to play on the lower end systems and allow gamers to play on the higher end systems, just give release the assets that you would have on the higher end system. And that's what Microsoft's is doing. They're, they're looking at it and saying, Hey, you know, you shouldn't have to pay for your game again. You already own the game. Our system plays the game from that system already the only thing that you should have to download or these should that you should you know have to do is just download the extra information that wasn't available to you before it's a great system you know thanks microsoft hopefully sony looks at that and goes hey they're doing a lot of really good things we should do this
1: it was good to hear from cd project red that they are already committed to doing the free upgrade on their game yeah. when it comes to the next system I mean, I didn't expect anything different from them because they've been pretty paragon throughout all of their process so far. Yeah. Um, but it's still nice to hear that that vote of confidence, that that commitment, that they're not going to sit there and try to double charge people for the same game.
0: Yeah, absolutely.
1: We had talked about the
0: we had talked about that last uh, or that as well last week on the fact of uh, you know they 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 said that people shouldn't have to pay. Pay twice for the game. They agreed with Microsoft on that, and when they said that, they were specifically like they weren't just specifically talking about the on the Xbox. So I'm assuming that Sony's looking at doing something similar, or making that available to uh, developers as well. Right. I thought it was funny that a lot of people were just like, "Oh yeah, CD Projekt Red is doing it." You know, they're they're the developer for the people. I'm like, well, I'm like, don't get me wrong, what they're doing is right, but the real hero is Microsoft. <laughs>
1: Right. Uh, it, they've they've for, made a lot of good strides. That is for sure.
0: Yeah, I you know the fact that Microsoft saw that and went, yeah, you know what, this is the way we should be doing this. And uh, you know, like I said, this is something we had we had talked about. Like we would love to have seen in the gaming industry as they continue forward, because at this point the systems are running a lot more like PCs were for years. Right. So, yeah
1: the uh, the boundary is getting thinner and thinner.
0: Yeah, listeners, I would not be surprised if you start if the next set of games you see don't have PlayStation Five on their labels. They just have PlayStation. If the next Xbox, you know, th- there's a reason why the next Xbox is just called the Xbox. There's no series. The the series isn't the actual
1: name. That's still it's just a called Xbox on their part, in my opinion. You're like, I mean, you shouldn't have said Series X. You should have just said the Xbox. The Xbox, <laughs> yes, but which Absolutely. is still. A bad naming convention for anybody in retail. Yes.
0: <laughs> Especially since your previous console was called the Xbox One X. Yeah.
1: Yeah. You you um, gotta you gotta diversify on the name just a little bit. Little just, bit. just enough to <laughs> differentiate.
0: Yeah. But I think on the, the the games that you'll see, you'll you'll just see Xbox.
1: Yeah. It's good possibility.
0: It it won't say Xbox, you know, series, it won't say anything like that. It'll just say Xbox on it.
1: I can see them changing their logo up a little bit just to kind of uh stamp it, you know, as something new. But I don't know. It'll be like I said, it'll be really interesting to see how all this turns out. Yeah.
0: Next six months is gonna be weird. <laughs>
1: <laughs> for for yeah. where we go from here.
0: Well, do you have anything else to to bring up from this past week?
1: Um Theme parks are overrated. (laughs) Uh, You guys,
0: were you at at Universal Studios, right?
1: Yeah. So, so listeners, if you, it's kind of funny to me, at least. uh, I'm very much introverted, don't really like crowds, (laughs) but Shana uh, really wanted to go to Universal for the Wizarding World of Harry Potter, and she found a really good deal that closed down the park at night, and so it was a, you know. Uh, more in i say more intimate but uh there's still thousands of people there uh but still less than (laughs) closes the park
0: like i put that in quotes closes the park down yeah yeah
1: (laughs) um yeah they close it they close it early they see the the regular patrons out at like seven eight o'clock and then you know it's just open to these particular guests and it's a good deal it's really worth uh worthwhile uh hell i'll even tell you uh if you want to go check out orlando informer that's the group that we went with it's a it's a good deal it it was it was fun but i'm not in great shape and uh, i have flat feet from hell so it was brutal uh i i i knew from from about the end of the second day that I was there. I was like, I I don't think I'm ever gonna do a theme park again. We're just not gonna bother. <laughs> yeah. But it was fun. The uh, butter beer is amazing, especially hot butter beer. But yeah, it's not a, not my ideal vacation. My ideal vacation is just chilling on a beach.
0: <laughs> yeah, that I don't even like doing that <laughs> for me. Uh, my my idea of a vacation is literally sitting in, inside. Cuddle next to it. That's fire.
1: usually that's usually mine. But if I have my choice, <laughs> it's really nice to get away and just enjoy uh, a nice tropical paradise. <laughs> but uh, I I recently started watching a show on Amazon Prime. It's one of their newer shows called Hunters. Um, I would I haven't finished it yet, but I would so far highly recommend watching it. It's has uh, got kind of a Guy Ritchie Tarantino kind of flavor to it. Um, it's about a group of Nazi hunters in the '70s uh, hunting down uh, war criminals, essentially, and you know taking justice into their own hands. Uh, it's got a it's got a good good peppering of humor in there, but it mostly is kind of a I don't know thriller drama, but um, not as intense or cheesy as a lot of them nowadays. But Al Pacino does fantastic in it. Um, Good to see him, you know, uh, really hitting his high notes again.
0: Yeah, recently I've kind of felt like a lot of his roles he doesn't really have a whole lot of dimensionality to him.
1: No, uh, (laughs) and he's not the main protagonist in this uh, uh, show, but you know he's a key character. Um, But like I said, it's it's worth the watch. Uh, You know, like I said, especially if you like the the guy richie and tarotino kind of flavor uh there's got some weird fucking uh standouts you know what it is it's like you remember when we uh were watching probably the second season of jessica jones where some episodes were actually really good and then you had others that were like what the hell is going on um it's like that except less depressing (laughs) <laughs> okay it's like all right somebody on acid did this episode but it's really cool <laughs> so it'd be interesting to see how it plays out you recently watched uh adams family
0: oh yeah i watched the cartoon <laughs> like listeners the the new cgi god that movie is fucking terrible it is awful
1: that, that wow. was my suspicion
0: <laughs> oh yeah i i I thought, you know, I thought it was going to be bad going in listeners. Like I thought it was going to be really bad. So I went with, I went with dog shit (laughs) expectations for it. And it was, you know, it was a free rental. So I was like, all right, you know, I'll watch it. And I didn't laugh once through the entire movie. It was bad. It is, it does not have good humor. The anime, like I wasn't really crazy about the animation style and I didn't, I didn't, I didn't even care for the original, uh, Adam's Family cartoon uh, animation style to begin with, and this movie was just kind of didn't have the the right kind of humor to it. Uh, the voices were bad. Um, even uh, like they had, they had Sh- uh, Charlize Theron in uh, as uh, Morticia, and i I could watch and listen to that woman, you know, all day. It she just doesn't sell the character. She didn't. She didn't sell the character for me at all it just wasn't right. very good. Um on top of that, the story's lackluster. I mean, it really it really doesn't have a a powerful message to it. It's basically its whole message is this just that, you know, be yourself kind of thing. But the way it goes about it is so it's so overdone and so beat you over the head that you know how like you know how in uh, in like in a lot of movies like uh, especially Uh, Nightmare Before Christmas. Nightmare Before Christmas has a fantastic how Jack is, you know, he he doesn't feel like he really, he doesn't, he loves the people around him, but he doesn't really feel like he fits in anymore. And he's, he's kind of getting, you know, into the mundane. Yeah. Uh, He feels like with what he is until he, until he realizes, you know, that what he has is, is great. And this is, this is, you know, where he belongs kind of thing. And that, uh, he can, you know, he can really, like, for for him, he he is the spirit of of his holiday, and and that's what he is really meant, you know, really meant to do. Yeah,
1: that old chestnut.
0: It's got, you know, that that has a great like that whole story has a great story arc of a character and and how they basically how they grow, and the Adams family doesn't have that like at all. It's just kind of like, eh, okay. The Adams family are the Adams family through the entire movie, and the the story is more about getting other people to accept them, but the movie doesn't focus on any of that. It's, it's the, the the, the, the growth of characters without any growth. <laughs> there's, there's no, there's no storytelling with it on how, on how it works. So I just kind of sat there. I was like, man, this is really falling flat. Like there's no, there's nothing that makes me care about anything that happens right now.
1: Right. Yeah. As an, as a, as an Adams family fan, uh, I was not even remotely interested in watching it just because the character design alone. Yeah, it's, it's really bad. <laughs> oh, uh, Ghost of Tsushima got a release date. Oh,
0: yeah, got a release date. Yeah, it comes June, out in June.
1: June 20th, if I remember correctly. Yeah. Um, they I, also I unveiled like, their collector's edition, man. which actually doesn't look bad for the price, but I'm probably going to stick with standard.
0: I didn't get a chance to take a look at it, Is it like a statue or there's two different ones.
1: Uh, there's one that comes with a, like a small samurai mask or, or it's digital items. I can't, I couldn't tell. I didn't read into it too, too much. The, the big collectible edition comes with like a samurai mask st- statue, which looks okay, but you know, not high quality by any means. Um, and some like, like a horse figure and some other things, but you know, it was like 170. I was like, well, that's not terrible. So, but, uh, I'm, it's a new IP and rarely do I do collectors for new IPs.
0: That's yeah, that's fair. Uh, I did the, uh, the collectors for horizon zero Dawn. Um,
1: yeah, I did as well. The statue was too the, cool.
0: Yeah. It, it was <laughs> just too, too awesome. Um, and that was a new ip and uh, like you said it's rare it's rare to get a you know a collector's for a new ip uh, one of the other rare ones that i pre-ordered that you also did is the uh, is biomune just cuz it was a yeah. cool freaking statue
1: yeah yeah um, the one they originally announced not the the big fucking
2: fuck, fuck off one box
0: <laughs> yeah um so with uh, with that june release date I was, I sat there. I was like, "Man, I'm like, where, where were you guys like a year ago or two years ago when we didn't have any games for the summer?"
1: Oh yeah, twenty twenty. <laughs> if everything stays on track, twenty twenty is gonna be fucking ridiculous.
0: It's so there's so many games, and I, <laughs> I'm, I'm they're going. I have, I really have to choose what I'm going, what I'm getting, in order to to figure out what I'm gonna be able to play because I I still have backlog. I'm going through till like still this day yeah. Oh, yeah. so um yeah we'll you know we'll see what happens but that is definitely a game i want to i want to check out and want to get um especially since it's very much it, you know it reminds me so much of tenchu right sure uh from the gameplay that they showed off i was like man this looks so badass and the fact that like you know he's a uh, essentially a samurai that's that's now ronin um yeah. And, uh, is having to go about essentially having to go about taking this, this, uh, warlord down, not the way of a, of a samurai, but more like the way of a ninja. Yeah. And, uh, that, that seems like a really cool story to me of, you know, samurai are all about being able to face your, you know, you face your enemy face to face Yeah. and he's, he's no, he knows that there's no way he could take this guy down any other way. So he's having to go about it, you know, deceptively. I was like, this looks like a really interesting story. It looks really cool. It is definitely something very different than anything that Sucker Punch has done. They've done open world listeners, and they've done, uh, you know, adventure style gameplay. But this, the this specific kind of look and uh, adventure, looks very different than anything they that they've really put together. They've never really focused on stealth too much. They've they've always been mostly about you know oh yeah you you get this super powered you know person and you're gonna go out and just kick ass. And uh, now they're having to look at a game that's more uh, has elements that you that we saw from uh, you know Tenshu that was put into Sekiro and it's gonna be in in this game that's an open world adventure. And one of the things that I sat there, I was like, oh, man, I, I hope the combat's better than Sekiro.
1: <laughs> I mean, we haven't seen a whole lot, but I have a feeling yeah. it feels like it is, but we yeah. won't really know <laughs> until it gets closer. Yeah, we'll see.
0: Uh, hopefully it's not one of those things of use the right stick to swipe your sword across uh, in the direction yeah. that you want to go. Because I'll be like, well, that's a failure for me. I can't do that. I don't have that kind of coordination. I saw a trailer for um, Greyhound. That's what it was. That movie looks badass. I, I'm really looking forward to this, especially since you know it's based off of World War II and the uh, the Nazi U-boats that that they the the movie is referring to are, I believe the uh, the wolf or I want to say the wolf pack, but I'm probably going to be wrong. It's supposed to be basically like a, there was a group of. Uh, Nazi U-boats that were essentially the terror of the Atlantic. I mean, they yeah. were they were just fucking ruthless. I haven't seen a Tom Hanks movie that's really been bad, so this you know I doubt this will be the first. It's, oh, one last thing, listeners: Dora and the Lost City of Gold. It's actually funny. <laughs> <laughs> you, you should definitely check it out. It's got a good sense of humor and it's it's got self-aware humor. It's a good family movie. It's it's fun. Yeah. If you've got kids, you'll enjoy it. So will they. Danny Trejo is uh, plays a monkey briefly. It's pretty, pretty, pretty funny. So.
1: Oh oh, Altered Carbon season two. Oh yeah, yeah. It's fucking terrible to me. It's fucking terrible. I haven't got a chance to watch it. <laughs> it's and it's only terrible because I got the first season. Um, so I expected more of the same. At least, yeah. and wasn't the case. Uh, the the writing for it is just not good. It kind of feel it feels like it went from a star Netflix series to a bad sci-fi channel drama. Yeah. Um. And I just I was so disappointed. Um. The funny thing is, is that it's getting the critic treatment where the critics are raving about it, like, "Oh my god, it's so much better." They upgraded with Anthony Mackie. I'm like, "Don't get me wrong. I like Anthony Mackie. I appreciate the work he does, but yeah. I wouldn't call him an upgrade from, <laughs> yeah, you know, the previous actor. The previous actor, yeah. I love his work too." You know, and to say he Anthony Mackie is better than him is a, a little fucking wrong and B doesn't really hold true to the the the, the context. Yeah. Um Anthony Mackie is not enough to save that series. Cool. Uh, it's he's, just he's it's, a
0: really good actor. That's kind of oh yeah. That's kind he's, of disappointing to hear.
1: He 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 does fine. You know, like but he you, uh, an actor can only carry a show or a movie so far. Like there yeah, has even to be the writing. Saying,
0: there. Even Loach was saying something similar. Uh, he was saying it was just it, there was something missing.
1: Yeah, the setting it. is still cool. The gra you know, the 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 the, the graphics are still really cool, but. And Poe is still likable, but honestly, it just it it's it's missing something. It doesn't have the flavor that the first one had. It lost its gritty edge, and it shows. Uh, I haven't
0: watched it yet, and after hearing you guys talk about it, I was like, oh man, like it's it's one of those things that like I want to see it, but at the same time, I don't because it's it'll be the it'll be another show that literally could not do a
1: second season. Personally, I think you'll be bored. I think you'll be really, b- I was bored. I think you'll be really bored. Um, but I mean, you yeah, know, don't take my word for it. Uh, <laughs> it's <laughs> um, fair. Yeah. It was really, really disappointing and it's got a great cast. Just doesn't have the writing to support it. It's so. unfortunate. Um, one
0: last uh, thing, listeners. I completely spaced on this. I told you I was going to review it last week. Uh, Half Past Fate from Serenity Forge. Uh, we had a review copy. I've uh, been playing it on PC. It is also going to be coming to console. It'll be coming to uh, Nintendo Switch. I gotta say, to me, it's a buy. If you if you like romantic comedies, if you are into that kind of sensibility and that that kind of sense of humor, it is an R. It's the only way I can describe it. It is an RPG rom com. That's really just a delight to play. Not because there's, you know, a lot of, you know, intriguing, uh, gameplay elements to it, but it's mostly just because it's an easy enough game to enjoy. You can put it down. You can come back to and not, you know, it's not terribly long, but it's, it's something that you'll probably end up wanting to, you'll probably end up wanting to pick up again and play it again. And if you have a significant other that likes video games or is somewhat interested into them, this would be a great introduction for them. It's like I said, it's it's simple enough to play. The great thing I like about it is especially on the PC, is I can play it with one hand. I can literally just, you know, play the entire thing with my left hand and I don't have to do anything with right. And I'm like, all right, yeah, this this is simple enough. I can get through this. This is good. So it's a buy. Cerny Forge is known for making really good indie titles. They made Lifeless Planet, A Case of Distrust, and Mystic Melee. And those are games that we recommend to a lot of people. So if you're looking for something that's kind of different and you have Someone that's your significant other that you're just in looking for something that's funny and enjoyable to play, or just enjoyable to to just sit down together and and go through. It's it's a
1: good one. That's good to hear. I was I I, li- I like to hear Serenity Forge doing well with uh, their their titles since we got to meet them and whatnot. Yeah, and you
0: know, listeners, it you know, granted, it might be a little bit partial, <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah, but they're, they're good uh, people.
0: So. But so far they haven't really disappointed me. And no. the I like the art style in this one. It's kind of weird. It's uh, you know, the, the 3d plane, but 2d uh, sprites, but it's uh, it's design look is, is kind of like similar to how Octopath Traveler has like these, you know, 3d planes of, uh, of levels. And then they have these, you know, 2d sprites that go across it. That's what it does on this. And you just kind of, you know, you, you guide your character, Uh, through it and you know you can talk to people and stuff like that and uh, like some of the things in the story go along the lines of I I appreciate the fact that some of this like some of the story is written based kind of like how you would logically kind of think about things like oh well you know uh, like for instance not so I don't get any go into any spoilers I'll just talk about the the very beginning you have this the scene like this scene where you're supposed to try and get into the front of the line right and you have to figure out ways to do that. So you're essentially like instead of cutting, like in other video games you'd just go and you'd cut the line, right? Yeah. But you have to think of it more like a rom- like a like a romantic comedy movie of this character would actually go through the trouble of talking to people and convincing them to let to let them ahead of the line and that's what you have to do. Like I immediately when I started playing the game and I got into it, I didn't try to cut the line or anything like that. I immediately started doing that because I was thinking of it like a movie. Like I was playing this character in, in this kind of situation. And, uh, I thought it was funny because when I went back to replay it at the beginning, I decided to just try and cut (laughs) to the very beginning, just see what happened. And everybody gets mad. Uh, so, uh, yeah, you get, you get the whole thing of like, ah, you know, get to the back of the line or, you know, you can't cut that kind of thing. I just thought that was kind of, you know, that, that was clever writing in my opinion. So if this sounds like something that's up your alley, go and pick it up. It's going to be available on March 12th for PC and Nintendo switch, but that's all I really have to talk about this week. Um, listeners, thank you for listening to us. We really do appreciate it. Please go on Facebook, like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter. Uh, if you have a Twitter account, if you do. Want to get rid of your Twitter account? We highly encourage it. Uh, if you want to take a break from your social media, that's highly encouraged because it's healthy for you, just mentally wise. us on podbean.com if you don't like iTunes. If you do like iTunes, subscribe to us on iTunes. There are other services that have us every now and then. I have no idea what or where, but if you can find us on those, <laughs> go for it. Please tell your friends and uh, family about us. It's pretty much the only way we get around. This is Vargo. This is Miles. Keep on geeking on. And we're
1: out. Go to our online store and get rolls of toilet paper for $50 each. (laughs)
0: $50 a roll. (laughs) Buy in bulk and save 200 bucks. (laughs) Minimum of 10.
2: Sitting on the edge of an armchair. My seatbelt unfastened, shoelaces not tied. Letting the wind mess my hair Make up all smudge waking up all blurry eyes It's too early in the morning for my words to come out right Just getting used to sunshine, I'm still squinting in the light And it looks like a perfect day just to get away, all the mundane Has brought out the rebel I was born to be And it feels like the perfect time Just to break away, this is my life It's a sojourn from the north oh. hey, hey, yeah, I'm a non-conformist I like doing stupid things like laughing on a train Or falling in love again Television magazines They tell you how to live your life But not how to use your brain It's too early in the morning For my words to come out right just getting used to sunshine I'm so squinting in the light And it looks like a perfect day Just to get away All the mundane has brought out the rebel I was born to be And it feels like the perfect time Just to break away This is my life It's a sojourn from the north never seen the bottom of I'm not perfect, don't have to be Can walk around in just bare feet I'm comfortable in my own skin My confidence, it starts within oh. And it looks like a perfect day Just to get away all the mundane Has brought out the rebel I was born A perfect time just to break away. This is my life. It's a sojourn from the north. Sojourn.